0: All right, you asked for it, and by Jove, you're going to get it. Welcome to episode 144 of the Scottish Liberty Podcast. A bunch of you have, over the years, asked me to expand on my position on vegetarianism. We've uh, only touched upon it now and then in the podcast, and it wasn't largely other vegetarians who wanted to hear my views it was the carnists i have been tasked with this episode but i thought you know doing it myself would be a little bit boring and i never really thought of getting time to interview me on it i was going to have a debate on it on another show uh, but that didn't come to pass and i have been put forward as a guest suggestion for tom woods on the topic but i thought You know, Mike Humor is probably better qualified to talk on this issue. But you guys, obviously, you listen to the show, you like the show, so you probably want the Anthony Samaroff take on it. It was very touched to be asked by Mark Clare of the Lions of Liberty to do a show on that. I really enjoyed the Q&A section at the end which Mark usually only makes available to donators to the podcast, but he kindly let me include it here. That was really, really good of him because I wanted you guys to hear it too. So if you've heard the Lions of Liberty podcast version, there's some extra content here for you. I snipped some of the stuff out about my debate on the Soho forum because most of you have heard quite a lot of it before, but uh, I kept some of it in for colour because we had some banter. hope you enjoy.
1: My guest today has made several appearances on this program, the last of which was his debate with Marxist professor Richard Wolf. Be sure to check that one out. If you have not, I will post a link to it in today's show notes. He really does love to debate because he recently had another debate, this time at the Soho Forum, where he debated the topic of automation. I'm so pleased to welcome back Anthony Samaroff. Anthony, are you ready to roar?
0: I'm going to have to stop you there, Mark. I mean, asking me to roar... Uh, do you think that animals are just play toys for your amusement? You're getting right into it. You're you can, right you there. can just you can just use them any way you want. Do you consider them, yourself? Do you to, consider yourself an animal? Get them to roar for you. Well, it's just it's a simple jump, question. Anthony. Get them to jump through hoops for you. I'm not even asking to you to roar. I'm just asking
1: you if you're theoretically ready. To-
0: if I'm, if I'm prepared to if yes. I'm prepared it's to.
1: A, it's a, a, a question about a possible future. Well. <laughs> we could do this uh, all day.
0: Yeah, we could. We could. This is like uh, um, like the, the play fight argument that couples have when they're actually not play fighting. <laughs> they're seriously resentful of one another.
1: <laughs> uh, Wait, are well, we seriously <laughs> resentful of one another? To do our, our, but, uh, our podcast celebrity feud?
0: We are now. We are now. we weren't before, we
1: are now. Because I'm just here like, can you just answer the damn question, you son of a bitch? Come on. Why do
0: you always have to embarrass me in front of friends, Mark? Whenever we go out.
1: <laughs> this always happens.
0: Why do you have to argue with me in public? Can't you wait until we get home? It's just
1: because I love you, don't you understand?
0: <laughs> this is how I express myself. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> Clearly, I wasn't ready to roar. Well, that much is evident. That
1: much is, is well evident. <laughs> I am now. Rawr. Alrighty. But you did roar. You did in fact roar at this recent debate at the Soho Forum. Oh, Can you first yeah? What? What? What do you got to say now?
0: I thought I thought you were saying that I did roar, as in I did just roar there. Oh, no, was that like, was, yep. I'm not counting that. I, I jumped through the hoop, but actually you meant I roared at the debate.
1: Yes, I presume. Yeah,
0: A roar of victory.
1: A roar of victory. Spoiler alert if you haven't heard it, but it has already. It uh, was released a couple of weeks ago, I believe, on the Soho Forum feed.
0: With uh, Martin Ford, who wrote a book called Rise of the Machines or Rise of the Robots. I can't remember. I think that was one of the Terminator
1: uh, movies, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, I think I think I maybe sometimes get the two confused, which is funny because there's that's an Easter egg for anyone who's not seen the debate. Go go and listen to the debate, and there's something in there regarding this. I don't want to I don't want to give the game away. Well, sir, if but you give it away, it's not an Easter egg. Yeah. yeah, there's a funny moment. Put it it's that not way. Not
1: Easter if you already know where the eggs are.
0: The, it's an Oxford style debate, which means that people vote before they go in and after they go in after the debate. I was at a disadvantage because 50% of people voted on my side. Right. And so you have to gain
1: from that from that crowd that voted against you or was undecided, basically.
0: I still gained almost 20% of the vote. He gained less than 3% of the vote. So I did officially murder him to death. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not the winning, it's the taking part, Mark. Yeah, Although well, it is nice to win. I was very much looking forward to it. I think that to be honest, just the opportunity—the the win isn't the big thing for me. Just the opportunity yeah. is the big thing for me. It was
1: really awesome.
0: Awesome. People should go and watch the debate because there's some great laughs in it as well, and it was quite thought-provoking. You'll you enjoy me,
1: it. Are you telling me you joke around from time to time?
0: Me, I'm a very serious person, Mark. I'm very serious about libertarianism, and I'm very serious <laughs> about the. I, I have a question about economic the effects of automation. Will they ever yeah.
1: be able to automate humor? That's a serious question.
0: That's an interesting thing. Like what? Is...
1: Serious question. No jokes. <laughs> mm.
0: Yeah, I mean, like automate. It's it's a good question because I thought that in terms of could you watch two AIs have a debate, right. such as yeah. the debate. Yeah, I mean, supposing the AIs are sufficiently sophisticated could you download each of them into something resembling a human body and have them debate the motion?
1: And then upload a humor, you know, a humor element that somehow allows them to formulate jokes. I mean, I i, I really think like, I, I, it's kind of a joke, but if we can teach robots to perform surgeries and things of that nature, I don't see why you can't also teach them humor.
0: Well, I guess you'd have to, the thing about humor is the element of surprise, I guess. Right. And, mm-hmm. Uh, you lead someone down a road where their mind is going one way yeah. and then suddenly it doesn't go the way that they think it's going to go. So it would be a challenge, I think. But I, I, I'm guessing people have already been working on it already. I mean, they're they're trying to get these AIs to write symphonies and things like that. Right. Uh, personally, I, I don't think that an AI can be conscious. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people think that, they will eventually if they're sophisticated enough. My personal view is unless they use biological parts, that's probably not going to happen. At that point, we're talking
1: about an an android, I guess, more than necessarily just a a robot per se.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I could be wrong. This could just be my prejudice. I know uh, religious people wouldn't have any problem uh, climbing on board with that idea. I'm not particularly religious, but um, uh, my prejudice is to say, yeah, you can have a really complicated clever ai but i personally don't think the lights will ever be on of course i could be proven wrong would you be would you ever be able to tell I don't know. there's another question yeah, that is a good question how would, how would you tell i mean and I if you can know.
1: tell does that make it you know does that take an element away from it if you can if you realize it's a robot or you realize it's robo robo humor or whatever right
0: right and uh, but the thing is i mean it comes back to Descartes, isn't it? How do I know that anyone except for me even has a mind? Right. You, I could be dreaming you up, Mark. Yeah, we could be dreaming each
1: other. Well, I'm right dreaming. I, I, I wish weird, why dream- dreaming?
0: Yeah. i, really I know, Why myself. is this what I'm dreaming? <laughs> like, I really have some questions about myself. Why is this what I'm dreaming? I would have made you like maybe um, have long red hair, larger breasts, <laughs> uh, uh, less beards, more uterus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this
1: is more of the nightmare version of that. <laughs> right. All right. Well, I do well, encourage people to go check out the debate. We'll, of course, uh, I will link to that and post uh, the video over in uh, today's show notes. And uh, but the other topic I wanted to discuss with you besides robots, it's something that I'm not even sure where it came up. I think it was an offhand comment I saw in uh, on Facebook somewhere uh, relating to the subject of animals and vegetarians and and sort of how to approach that topic uh, from from the libertarian angle. And uh, this is something that I don't think I've ever addressed in the nearly 430 plus episodes of the show that I've done. Uh, but it is a topic that I've I've spent some time thinking about. Uh, and to this day, it's one of those things where I think about it a lot, but I don't have a strong position because I just kind of i just not sure i have different i have different kind of thoughts on it we'll get into those in a minute but at first i just want to kind of get your your stance on because uh, you are a vegetarian correct are you a vegetarian or, or a vegan
0: i'm vegetarian, vegetarian. okay uh, i le- vegan leaning but <laughs> yeah. I, I i'm not really i'm not religious about it uh-huh. and i'm also i'm not really very preachy about it like if someone else brings it up and has arguments i will make the case I will make the right. case but I don't I don't tend to bring it up myself which leads me to the point to say it has come up on my show the Scottish Liberty podcast a few times and um, because it's been relevant to s- topics we're discussing however we've never done a show on it and that is despite quite a few people that quite a few of our listeners uh, asking asking if I do a show on libertarianism and vegetarianism because they were curious to hear my thoughts and sometimes people in libertarian groups i've seen myself recommended as a guest to certain libertarian shows to talk about it um but i i decided not not to do an episode of our show on it so when you said i was going to do a debate with uh, Stephen Clyde. I don't know how many of you know him. I don't know if he's been in his show, but he was. Yeah, re- he's
1: been on the show before.
0: He was really busy with uni, so a debate slash discussion on it. That was he was probably going to give me a bit more pushback, but uh, he was really busy, so he had to suspend what he was doing, and uh, so that never came to pass. However, uh, we're here now, and I'm th- thanking you for the invitation sure. because it allows me to, it allows me to talk about this without seeming preachy. Um. So, so it's, it's a good context. And and obviously people, people who listen, listen because they're interested in listening.
1: All right. Why don't we just start by digging into your perspective and and why, when and why you first became a vegetarian, were you a vegetarian pre-libertarian or is this a post-libertarian change? (sighs) Maybe maybe that line isn't necessarily clear, but. Yeah, I'm not sure.
0: I think I was, I was on my way to becoming a libertarian when I became vegetarian because it must have been about 10 or 11 years ago and that's around the time I became a libertarian. So I don't know which came in first, um, but it's it's an interesting thing. So uh, because given that the... given that non-violence is at the center of the libertarian philosophy.
1: I'm going to already pause you there because I would just, just for my own personal uh, sort of semantics here, I would say non-violence is not at the center of libertarian philosophy. I would say non-aggression is, whereas defensive violence would still be considered violence, but be personally, personally. Okay. That's
0: good. Okay. That's perfect. Okay. Given that. All right.
1: I won that debate. That was easy.
0: Okay. Given that non-aggression is at the center of the libertarian philosophy, and you do have to slay an animal in order to eat it, unless you find it. you know, if you find right, there's no ethical issue if you find a deer at the side of the street that's been hit by a car. Right, it's all, it's already dead. Maybe for some people there is. Maybe some people think it's intrinsically wrong. That that's the first qualification I'd like to make. Like, uh, so my problem isn't my problem actually isn't with people eating meat. My problem is with peop- people slaying animals. Uh, so. Uh, and there's more problems than that because so for example it's also context dependent so obviously if you're on a desert island uh, the only thing to eat is a pig can you eat it's, a pig? A, it's a like eat? you predicted
1: course, you predicted yeah. what my listeners think because i have some questions yeah, yeah. we'll get to later and yeah, yeah of those are a little
0: so. bit yeah that 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 one i think is you know that that's that's a red herring right because if you're in an extreme circumstance you basically do whatever you have to do like a lot of people, if they were on a desert island with you, Claire, Mark, Claire, Mark, choose a name, you know, a lot of people would eat you and a lot of people wouldn't hold it against them. You, dear listener, if you were in a, if you, if two of you were on a desert island together and it was one or the other, a lot of people, you know, driven to madness, driven, not, I wouldn't say madness, but driven to extremes by starvation. Mm-hmm. So first of all, I'm, the reason why I'm having this discussion, this preliminary discussion is let's just figure out what the ethical issue is right? right in the north of scotland because we've deforested so much there are too many deer relative to the forests that they're trying to restore so they cull the deer um yearly in order to protect the forest i think it's a good thing if those deers get eaten rather than be wasted okay so that's not that because they're dead anyway right that's so the ethical okay. issue.
1: But are, so, I'm, uh, I'm curious. Just on that end, are you against? Okay, so you're since they're dying anyway, you're okay with them being eaten. But I'm curious if you have a issue with the original death with the, this calling to protect the forest.
0: Um, I do. I don't know enough about it, but I would say that, and given the context of what the overall project, it seems like sensible stewardship of nature in this case. So, would you so, say?
1: Would you maybe classify that as you might be able to? just to to get this in libertarian terms that maybe humans are in defense of the forest in in a sense by by killing these these deer
0: it it does complicate things here but i mean they're 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 in defense of the ecosystem as a whole they're trying to improve the ecosystem including for the deer you know they're basically trying to reverse damage that was done to by humans several decades you know before they had before they had better fuel than trees and a lot of it was cut down for the war effort, I okay. think, and stuff like that. So they're basically trying to reverse damage that was already done. But I mean, look, some violence is inevitable as part of, or some aggression is inevitable it's part of nature, right? So again, one should not commit the perfectionist fallacy when they are discussing these matters. What we're talking about is a philosophy for living on planet Earth with the with with full cognizance of the fact that you know na- nature is messy, the reason why we have laws um, against rape or murder amongst humans is because we know it's going to happen sometimes. We we might not want it to happen, but it's like so we're we're trying to uh, plan ahead for to have some kind of code of what you what you might do in those circumstances. And you know you might not think it's justified to steal, but then if you were in a Extreme position, you, you might steal. You know, most people would steal a loaf of bread to save their child, starving child, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, but that doesn't invalidate libertarianism. So, sorry. So that that's that's um, some a few tangents. Uh, I, I, as I said, I'm not religious. I'm not religious on this issue. So I probably over the last ten or eleven years maybe a couple of times tried something and gone, yeah, do you know what? I can live without that mm-hmm. uh, for whatever reason. When it comes to food, um, you just decided I, because yeah, I have an it, ethical
1: conflict, if I don't love this thing, then I can I can do without it.
0: Yeah, well, no, no, it wasn't an ethical matter. So I don't know, maybe I was somewhere and someone had some food that was exotic that included um meat or something like that and I tried a bite of it or I tried the sauce that it was cooked in or something like that Mm -hmm. and I was like yeah it's tasty but do you know what I don't miss it not enough to go back from being a vegetarian what what so where what where I was coming to is given that non-aggression is at the center of libertarian philosophy you'd think that the proportion of libertarians that were vegetarians would be significantly higher as compared to the average number amongst the population of humans in general it might be i'm not sure uh, but it's not as I much kind higher of doubt as if it, th-
1: based on anecdotal evidence alone but <laughs>
0: right right okay but since you're the only you know, libertarian vegetarian yeah. i know
1: <laughs> that's
0: my, oh, right. that's well, my anecdotal well, evidence anyway well i know quite i know quite a few and and i know quite uh, but so in fact, if anything, there is death, maybe maybe it's because vegetarian and veganism is is associated with leftism and there is a certain proportion of libertarians who are like, anything the left triggered. like, I'm reflexively against. Right, right. And there, And amongst that population, there is a certain like, ha, 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 caring about animals is so stupid contingent of libertarians. Like, I know I'm exa- I'm not really exaggerating, because uh, I, th- I feel like that is an attitude that people adopt. And it's like, look, no one's forcing it on you. In fact, the fact that you'd look down on it, the fact that someone would look down on a free choice, like, do you know what? I want to minimize the amount of suffering I cause while I'm here on this planet, so uh, I can do without eating meat, basically. Um, And to go, ha, 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 like, what an idea. You're denying your place in the food chain. Like, that's incredibly immature. And also, um, it doesn't say anything good about a person that they don't actually care that living creatures are suffering. Uh, In fact, uh, it it says something bad about that person. Like, if someone came into your garden and kicked your dog and thought that was funny. That
1: person would be sick, I, I would say.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You'd say, say that person is sick. So you don't have to be a vegetarian or a vegan in this life, but to laugh, like actually caring about suffering mm-hmm. as um, immature or uh, whatever, that's, um, you know, that's quite sad, actually. I would say that's sad. So I, I, I've spoken a lot um, and those are just some of the things I guess that, that I I thought I'd like to for, out there for people's feedback. Awesome. Where, where are you at with the conversation? There's,
1: yeah, there's a couple different areas I, I want to go down. So let's let's start with the broader subject of the idea of like aggression against animals. And um, I think it's fair to say that you know if you um, physically attack an animal, it, it is aggression. In the in this, if you apply it in the same sense as you apply it to humans, I think the big question here is when most people discuss the non-aggression principle or just libertarian philosophy overall or just philosophy overall um, when it pertains to political violence or that sort of thing we're discussing humans and humans how humans interact with humans sure and and I think well like Rothbard talked about this too when it came to animal rights he, he would say well you know uh, and like if an animal eats you, like if a bear eats me, I I, I can't take the bear to court. You know, I can't, that, that bear cannot defend right. its rights. We're obviously okay. operating on, on sort of different, different sort yes. of planes here. Um, So I guess okay. that's the first thing I want to dive into. Just do you, do you see yeah. okay. applying Great. the broad, like uh, the broad scope of, a, of your philosophy that we apply to humans? Do you see any issue with trying to apply that, you know, to animals as well in the same way?
0: Right. Okay. Thank you. That's an excellent question that I'm sure most people have. First of all, if a bear or a tiger or any animal attacks you, kill the fucker, right? Yes. Okay, that's not, I've I've not got a problem with that. That's in the defense right.
1: realm,
0: right? The problem with that argument, it's a bit silly because it um, it confuses a moral agent with a moral object, right? So to illustrate, if a insane or retarded person kills someone we don't call that murder because they don't actually have control over what they're doing. We don't consider them to be moral agents. However, if you kill an insane person or a retarded person, we do call that murder because murder is the unlawful killing of another human being. So that the reason why is even though they're not moral agents, they're still moral objects. And the vegetarian slash vegan position is... It is sufficient that another being can suffer pain, physical or emotional, in order for them to be a moral object. That doesn't mean that they need to have the same le- the same level of rights or consideration as a human does. For example, they could be because because you know the thought experiment is what if we had. Uh, aliens that had much more sophisticated inner worlds and uh, emotional environments and uh, were more intelligent than us, would their life be, you know, more a, would they be justified in slaying us? We'd, we'd think, no, because we've... But, but the, where is the cutoff? So uh, libertarians have tried in many ways to argue for where the cutoff is. And these are mostly rationalizations. These are mostly ways of saying, well. Uh, the the necessary criteria as being able to sign a bill of rights, or the necessary criteria as the ability to reason, right? The, these are completely arbitrary. These are completely arbitrary. The only relevant factor is can that creature suffer or not, physical or emotional pain, and you know you know you know that creatures suffer. That's that. The vegetarian position is the fact that they suffer, that's sufficient. That's sufficient for them to warrant some level of moral consideration.
1: Okay, you, I, this is another um, area I want to get into, because you, you've brought up the, this uh, phrase a number of times, suffering, and if they're suffering or in pain or, or what have you. So is is that... Is it is that more the ethical issue to you if an animal is suffering on the way to, towards this death versus just the 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 actual killing itself? Is it, do, you, yeah,
0: do you distinguish so, those things? So, yeah, so yeah, I, I'll, I'll say a bit in that in a second. But okay. you raised an important distinction when I said that. Um, sorry, uh, a lot of libertarians would agree with me that animals deserve some level of moral. Consideration, they say, yeah, you shouldn't just statistically kick a dog or something like that, but they just wouldn't go to the whole hog, like, well, ha ha, oh hog, you can't slay a <laughs> hog to eat it, right? So the suffering is the first thing, right? So factory farming is far worse than going out and hunting and and or instantly killing a free-range animal, and. Uh, Factory farming is far worse because the animal suffers more.
1: Sure. And much, that's the distinction I wanted to get into because I, I actually I actually did spend about a year as a, as a vegetarian, uh, many all years right, ago, wow. about a decade ago. And it was kind of for what you're saying, I, I got into a lot, learning a lot about factory farms and, and all that stuff. And I've the, the, seen a lot of the videos and you know, all the things that I'm sure mm. you, you know about. And yeah, it did. It did really strike me from an, an an ethical point of view. Just um, not not from the killing, like, eating the animal itself. I have no problem with in, in theory, mm. but the suffering and and seeing the yeah. the um the conditions that really did strike me. And to me, the issue was more like I don't know where this most of this food I'm getting right. is from. So it's if I have that issue, I kind of have to step all the way away. Uh, but then I, I I ended up really for a lot of reasons just not. I didn't feel good, not eating meat. And maybe Mm. I wasn't eating that great. I'm sure there are many ways you can eat as a vegetarian that are healthy for you. I wasn't really thinking that way. I just stopped eating meat, but then ate like pasta and stuff. So I'm not, I'm not trying to make that that, claim. I'm just telling you at the time, uh, I I really just started to want meat and I felt better once I started eating some meat again. Um,
0: Uh, a lot of people do, do go vegetarian badly and they, they eat much, much more unhealthy. And I'm sure I did because
1: I didn't think I didn't put much thought into what I ate to replace it at all.
0: Um, but yeah, I mean so the thing but the thing is I still ultimately I would rather people didn't slay animals to eat them um, or or did it a lot less of it. and how I come to that is it's just you can pretty much figure out all of ethics, just imagining you were sharing a space with another person um a living room, right? okay how do how? Hypothetically, would you and that person you were sharing a house with like to interact with each other? Well, you know, you wouldn't like to be a, you. You neither of you want to be punched by the other. Neither of you want to have your stuff net. You don't want to, have to be stolen from, right? Just replace that person with a cat or. A little piglet or something like that, you know you'd probably rather chase the piglet around the house and scratch its belly and you know it would climb up on your lap and you'd like to you stroke stroke under its chin and that you that's how that's how you would ideally like to interact with a pig right when you think of taking out a knife and slitting that pig's throat, do you feel good or do you feel bad like this is like This should be, I think, the natural instinct for most people would be shocked, to be shocked and appalled by seeing or having to carry out that act. And uh, the fact is that people who work in slaughterhouses have absolutely dreadful mental health as a consequence of it. Terrible rates of depression, terrible rates of anxiety, Mm -hmm. all sorts of conditions. They get on meds and things like that because... Really, people don't like to be around the suffering of animals, and this is evidence that I don't really think that this is a way of life that is um, supportive for human beings. Um, and yeah, and, and that's how, where where I come to the conclusion that yeah, you shouldn't, you know, you shouldn't be going around. In my opinion, you shouldn't be going around killing animals. Like it's not a nice thing to do. It's uh, causing unnecessary suffering.
1: I think we're still equating a little bit, um, like the suffering and the killing. So let's let's just try to say let's try to like uh, think or, or
0: just go to the killing part. Like, yeah, let's just go like to the killing. Kill let's go right guy. to the
1: killing. That's how things get fun. Uh, I, I guess so. Let's kind of like think about because there are a lot of um, have you heard of Joel Salatin? Have you ever – you've probably heard of his work, maybe, maybe not. Um, eh, I had him on the show once, so clearly you're not listening enough. Uh, but uh. Uh, he's what uh, – he calls himself like a libertarian, um, and um, he considers himself sort of like an ethical farmer. He's very much against factory farming. He speaks out against factory farming. He's featured in the film Food, Inc., um, talking right. about it. And he has Polyface farms where he raises pigs uh, in what I think – most people would agree is a, a fairly ethical manner, at least up to the point of death. Uh, you know, they get to uh, free graze; uh, they're not tortured, uh, and they're not kept in little pens. Yada yada yada. And then eventually, yes, he he does kill them in a, a very. I don't know. I don't know the way he kills them because I don't. I don't watch that part. But I, I I understand that he probably kills them in the swiftest, uh, least painful way possible. Um, do, can you just imagine, like. If you can imagine the most humane way that an animal can be raised sure. and live its life and then be killed, do you have obviously you have a different amount of problem with that? I would think you, you would say the factory yeah. farm is worth, but you, do you still have the uh, the same ethical problem with it? No, I don't problem? have
0: the same ethical problems, but or a, like, that's, or an, or like any, but any like, ethical problem, I guess. Yeah, I, I do have an ethical problem with it, but I would much prefer that's what was going on to what is going on, sure. and you know, and maybe. If you're a little bit, like, I, I think that ethics have progressed, society has progressed. If you, um, it, if you look at the way that children were raised in the 17th century, you'd have a hard time finding a parent that wouldn't be considered guilty of child abuse today. And so um, we didn't used to care about the rights of people of different races. We didn't used to care about, uh, I mean, the, we, we, all sorts of things that we care about now. I think, uh, you know, Michael Humer's got a presentation on, um, on the advancement of morality over time. And, uh, well, I mean, look, your, your friend, our friend, John Oldermatt, let's take him for example. He does Perfect a show <laughs> about, um, about criminals, yes. right? We didn't used to care about the rights of criminals or how they were treated. Fuck him they're a bunch of criminals. He didn't care about them, but he cares about them now. He cares deeply. He's deeply and intimately concerned with the welfare right. of, of people in prison. It's funny you bring so, him up
1: because he's also an avid hunter.
0: I Yeah. <laughs> I'm aware of the, I'm aware of the fact uh, I was going to, I was going to avoid mentioning it. Ah, right. But he's I mean, I don't open about
1: it. So it's, it's all good.
0: Yeah, I know. But I mean, like, I think that Sorry, John, you can, you can pause this at the moment or anyone else who <laughs> hunts it if you don't want to hear it. It's not personal. But someone would go out and shoot an animal. You go out into the fucking forest, right? You're not even fighting with it, right? You, you're not taking any risk with your own life. That is a gentle, innocent, vegetarian animal that is not going to hurt anything. And you shoot it dead, and then you post pictures on Facebook about it. You should be ashamed of yourself. Anyone who does that should be ashamed of themselves. It's a disgusting thing to do. Uh, like it's, and their friends should be like, "What? You went out into nature and you shot an animal? Like, what's wrong with you? Why would you think that's normal? Why would you think that's okay?"
1: Does it? it does it change anything to you that you know they that they do use the? The uh, animal for meat and for you know they're not just killing it just for the hell of killing it. It is actually. actually oh yeah, I, get, I,
0: I, I, I guess I'm like uh, I guess I'm see I guess I'm uh, confusing trophy hunting with hunting for food. Uh, that 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 does make a big difference. Yeah, I mean he, yeah, make, I mean, he
1: may place. post a picture, but it's not like um he doesn't he just go kill an elephant that, he, right. that you're not going to use. Yeah, the, I don't
0: want to focus on John. I'm just yeah, well, like I, I mean in, in general, in general like, I'm talking about hunters but, in general. But, yeah. but how could you go like woohoo! I killed an animal like. I don't get it. I don't get why someone would think that was something to celebrate. If anything, like you, you could do it like in the old days they used to do it, but they, you'd maybe be a bit somber about it. And you know, I, I, acknowledging of the fact that you, you know, you took something's life here, and people don't even care. They don't. You, I mean, that I don't mean about hunting. I mean, they they don't eat meat with reverence. They don't think something had to die so that I can eat this, right? Fat people will go to McDonald's and eat burgers to get fatter, and then we have to pay for them. Not so much over there. But yeah, 50%, you know, you're going to have to pay for their heart bypass surgery through Medicare or Medicaid. Mm -hmm. We have to pay for it. Like, why are they, you know and um, whatever it is you know uh, uh, so i don't know anyway i said i'm not uh, the, the, this is maybe why i've i've not gone to talk about the, right. the, con- the the this is why i've not done a show on the topic yet because this is what you're going to get you know what i really think about well, uh um, okay cool cool because you know i'm not like i i don't want people to think that if they go out to dinner with me or something like that and they order uh, they order uh, <laughs> the pepperoni on their pizza. <laughs> this is what they're going to get. You know, I don't bring it up unless someone else brings it up, but if someone else brings it up, I'm willing to talk about it. So I,
1: I guess what I want to d- dig into a little more is how much of this for you do you think is like a a personal ethic to something you really feel bad about and don't like Mm -hmm. versus like, how much do you see it through a libertarian prism of, of what the law should be of what a libertarian legal system should think? Do you think a libertarian legal system should have, uh, bans against hunting for food, for example, maybe let's Uh, leave the factory farming out of it for now. Right.
0: Well, no. Um, there would, and from what I can see, there is not only massive subsidies to meat and dairy farmers, but there's also massive subsidies to the farmers who grow the grains that we feed our, most of our beef with. I'm not talking about grass-fed beef. Um, so in a libertarian society, first of all, the price of meat would be far higher of what it is now. So the consumption of meat would likely be a lot less. Should should the law pro- prohibit killing animals? Uh, probably not. Maybe maybe in a hundred years, if if seventy eighty percent were vegetarian or vegan, that would uh, it would become a bad habit, like smoking, where people mutter under their breath or give you dirty looks or say, "Oh, you're still smoking," um, and it would be discouraged. I don't think I don't think we're anywhere near there like you can't like if you're if for people like who liked or maybe still like stephan moly or anything like that it's like you can't even get parents to stop hitting their kids so mm-hmm. uh, what chance have you got um to get <laughs> a law path like i i think that as i said right i'm a bit of a classic liberal in the sense that i do actually believe that ethical progress has been made whether it continues to be made, I'm not wiggish, I don't think that the, the future is necessarily better than the past. We could go down to really dark places, society could collapse and we could get totalitarian government. But I do think that ethical progress has been made so far and yet, okay, a free market would disincentivize eating meat relative to what it is now for the because of subsidies. Sure. It, and, it certainly disincentivizes
1: the factory farming, which yes, would... By by turn, make it a little more expensive, and yeah,
0: yeah. And healthy foods would be cheaper from abroad. We can't um, we can't necessarily import fruit and vegetables from a lot of poor countries because we don't have free trade. So um, that, in combination with, I think. Well, first of all, we hope for ethical progress. Second of all, you know, people are working on growing these burgers in a lab. And people are freaked out by them now. Oh, I don't I don't know if I want a cloned burger. But once these are on the market and people get better and better at making them, finally, they're going to make a burger that's nicer than any real meat burger than you've ever met. It's going to be tastier. It's going to be cheaper because they can do it in a more resource-efficient fashion. And hopefully it'll be healthier as well because they can fortify it with vitamins and minerals. So I think... To be honest, I think like many things, technology might eventually provide a solution to this. Coming back to our point on automation.
1: Yes, there there it all goes. So when automation gets better, we can uh, work it all out and maybe not need to eat meat anymore.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's the backstop. That's the backstop.
1: I, do do you agree that like I mean there there's it's gonna be hard to at least I, I don't see a world where the the desire to eat meat products is ever gonna go away at least I mean mm. that, that's really hard for me to picture um and no matter what my ethical stances are on things like I love a ribeye and I can't mm. imagine not wanting to eat that ribeye um sure. <laughs> and that's just the the honest uh, truth of the matter um so that's I mean fine. do you just think that can
0: I just say on that point uh, that that's fine and I, I know everyone who wants to eat meat you know they're gonna they're gonna do it whether what uh, regardless
1: i I do i got of my way to like i don't just buy any old meat at the store i do actually usually try to go to like whole foods and get the step four meat where i know it's been in like grass grazing and all this stuff and maybe i don't really know maybe it's not as good as i'd like to imagine it maybe that's just to make me feel better more than anything else but i do put a little bit of thought into it whether that makes it better or not i don't know well
0: i appreciate Anyone who takes a step in the right direction. I was just going to say because, look, I don't mind what people do. I'm kind of questioning. Like, as I say, I don't have a axe to grind in this issue. I'm not a very preachy vegetarian. But uh, what does annoy me is bad arguments, and that's not for this issue. That's for any issue. Uh, It really annoys me when people justify what they do using bad arguments, and I have to say this is one issue where I've seen some absolutely dreadful arguments. Like, what's, like,
1: what's the worst argument that you see?
0: Well, well, something like Besides that. it's just you like, ha ha
1: ha, you care about animals. Or, oh.
0: You, you weren't making that argument. You weren't making that as an argument. You were just being honest, but like people going, well, meat tastes good. Right. Uh, like, yeah, yeah that, that's not my but, argument. But yeah, thing, like I said, but yeah. Yeah, 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 right. yeah, exactly. Because you might as well facts. say, <laughs> oh, but, but, st- but stealing from people feels good or, you know, but, <laughs> sure, sure. But, um, Whatever, but I like being that small child. It's like right. no no. If if we're if we're in the realm of ethics, then um then whether you like what you liking it is not relevant. Like, sorry to take an extreme example. The extreme example is the rapist maybe likes maybe gets pleasure out of that, but I love sex amazing. and I can't
1: get it any other way. So therefore right. you, know, you could definitely Yeah, take
0: yeah. That so argument. so that, that that would probably be the worst argument. But I, I I'm just saying it because I just want to make that distinction because people ask, is it not like, I I thought what you were going to ask is, is this an aesthetic thing or an ethical thing? I think the moment that you admit that animals can experience pain and suffering, and let me say it right, see if animals were automata, automatons, whatever it is, right? (laughs) See if the lights aren't off. See if there is nothing that it is like to be a cat. There's nothing that it's like to be a cow nothing is perceiving, then all bets are off. I do find it interesting
1: how humans tend to decide which animals are okay to eat and not. And that that changes from society to society. I mean, here in the United States, if someone was known to eat a dog, everyone would be horrified. I'd be horrified. But if you go to another part of the world, that's completely commonplace and they don't see it as horrifying at all. That's completely a... uh, Mm. And I I can't think of any rational reason other than that we like dogs and they're cute and I have dogs and I don't want to eat them. But I can't really make a rational um, argument for why it's better Better to eat a cow or a pig, which is at least the pig. Sure. I know is extremely intelligent, arguably more yeah. intelligent than the dog.
0: Very likely that if people had pigs as pets, they wouldn't eat pigs. You know, we so love maybe people dogs. need more
1: bears and well, maybe not bears. People don't eat bears that often. Maybe we need more cows and, and pigs as, as pets to, to really move this issue forward.
0: I, I don't know if cows make a pet, but I know that, <laughs> that, that, that I know that pigs do. You pigs know, do. pigs uh, definitely do. Yeah, goats goats can as well. So, so yeah, I'm just saying. I think that as soon as people admit that an animal can feel pain or suffer, it's no longer in the realm of aesthetics. Oh, I just prefer if you don't eat animals. It, it's immediately in the, the realm of ethics. Now, you may say, as many libertarians do, yeah, it's unethical to go kick a dog or to kill an, or to hurt an animal sadistically, but it's not unethical to kill them, to eat them. Okay, that's fine, uh, um, as long as, uh, you've already admitted that, but it just depends where you come, you've already admitted that it's in the realm of ethics, mm-hmm. no longer aesthetics. And I think it's not, it's not an aesthetic preference when someone's disgusted that someone kicks the dog, right? right. But you arguably, the, the main reason why people eat meat, especially the kind of meat they do, is because they enjoy it, not because... Uh, so in a, in a sense, it's similar to the... I don't want to use the word sadistic, but you know what I mean? It's It's still gaining pleasure from the suffering of something else.
1: You're just saying it's in that same ethical realm.
0: It's in the same ethical realm because you're doing something that's causing harm because you enjoy it, right? If you had... Right, I, Jordan Peterson says he's a condi- he's got a condition which seems to have got better when the only thing he, he eats is meat, or so is his daughter. Now, I personally think I, I've got my views on on alternative ways to approach a condition like that. We don't need to explore them at the moment. But supposing that was true, supposing that was true, I'm, I'm skeptical. But supposing it's true, he's in a different category because he's he's eating it because he needs it to live. Most people are not in that position. Uh, in fact, I'm I'm uh, highly skeptical that anyone is in that position. Given, especially you know, most animals that eat meat, when they see a dead animal, they salivate, whereas humans are kind of grossed out by it. So it's that that in itself. But plus, you know, all animals who eat meat have natural weapons. They've got claws or big, long, sharp teeth. Um, they don't have to cook the meat. They can take the fur and the skin off the meat with their natural tools you i mean you try and chase down a squirrel and catch it. you try and taste down any any animal catch it and eat it raw down to the carcass um and then puke out the bones and C- couldn't you make the, the argument the that, that, like that for
1: humans so, our intellect is the tool that allows us to create other tools to do these same things so I mean, sure. is, is there really a difference in that sense if it's really just all, sure. all of our tools from nature are being used whatever they even if that means we're making another tool that's still from the original yeah, tool, well our, our
0: what, what you're asking is yeah you're saying so our, so so did we use our brain to adapt to eat meat well we did because all our closest evolutionary ancestors are vegetarian, right? So yes, we use tools and cooking to adapt to eat meat. Whether that is, but but clearly, one that is nece- is that necessary, and the second debate is obviously is that even favorable. I personally think it's not favorable. One can look up the presentation. There's a couple of presentations you can look up. Um, one is. Um, are humans designed to eat meat by Milton Mills? I think that's a pretty good video to follow up with. But the second one is uprooting the leading causes of death, where Dr. McGregor um, demonstrates that 24, sorry, vegetarians and vegans have a reduced risk of 24 out of the 25 leading causes of death. 12 of those can be treated with a plant-based diet. So there's, there's, um, first of all, we know that humans can live without meat so that they're, they're not eating it out of necessity. You're alive. So I guess that's proof. Yeah, exactly. Second of second, secondly, we know they can even thrive doing so and may have, uh, and, and, at least statistically, you could you could say, well, people aren't eating grass-fed beef. Yeah, that's true. They aren't. And you can say, on the other hand, well, people who are vegetarians and vegans are likely to be more health conscious, and that might be also true. But one way or another, there is uh, significant evidence that, on average, vegetarians and vegans have better health outcomes than people who eat meat.
1: All right. Well, Anthony, I brought you on to discuss this issue. Basically, because I haven't done it before, and I just really wanted mm. to, um, you know, kind of dig into it. Especially you, being someone who I know puts a lot of thought into mm. any topic that that you think about, I guess. <laughs> and uh, you know, so I knew you would have well thought out uh, talking points to go through. Um, I do have some more questions uh, that were given by our Patreon supporters, right. the Lions Liberty Pride. I'd like to wind the show down right now, though, and I think I'd like to save that for a bonus segment. If you're if you're good to stick around, for sure,
0: a bit. sure. So just for other people listening, yeah, I'll
1: let you make a yeah, g- give a final statement and then um and maybe plug plug away on whatever you got.
0: Yeah, I really appreciate you tuning in, especially if you're a, a meat eater and also persisting to the end, uh, because I know that um it's very. No one likes to have their habits morally questioned, you know, but, you know, same goes for any, anyone, you know,
1: voting habits, uh, yeah, voting
0: habits, political habits, the way that they raise their children. I mean, I'm sure if you had a neighbor that beat beat his child and you went over and told him you shouldn't do that, you would be very pissed off. Um, So anyone who, Sorry, I'm not comparing you to child beaters, but maybe I am slightly. No, maybe the the thing is. So I appreciate you staying this long. I would just say that, you know, um, most libertarians talk about abstract ways in which the world should change and we should change the political systems, but what? But we should always be looking ourselves at to how to put our principles into effect in the real world. And if you would like to reduce the amount of suffering in the world. There is one way, or your contribution to the suffering in the world, there's one guaranteed way that you can do that, and that is to stop eating animals or eat less of them. That would be an unambiguously positive thing that you would be doing in the world. You would you would be able to quantify the amount of money that you were not contributing to the suffering of animals. So that's, uh, that's my pitch. Even, even just to reduce the amount of suffering, uh, the amount of meat that you consume, I think would be a really good lifestyle choice.
1: All right, Anthony. Well, it's it's definitely uh, you know good food food for thought. <laughs> maybe pun maybe yeah. intended, but uh, I like um, good vegetarian food for thought. <laughs> no animals were harmed in the in the, the creating of this podcast. Um, and I, I, like I said, I always appreciate your perspective. So I'm glad we could kind of dig into this issue a little bit and at least get people thinking about it, even if they don't agree. Uh, and uh, yeah, like I said, we'll dig into it a little more in the bonus segment. Before we do that, I want to give you a chance to plug away on everything you've got going on. Of course, you're the host of the Scottish Liberty Podcast, and uh, feel free to mention anything else. I know you have another you have your other uh, motivational work as well so feel free to plug away and everything
0: so there's also be yourself and love it podcast that's a personal development podcast and please get a paperback copy if you don't already of my book universal basic income for and against it's not just about the ubi but it would equip you to know a lot of that it's it's really a book about a libertarian approach to reducing poverty and it's got a brand new essay at the end. It's been revised. There's a 2020 edition. And I love the new essay, which is based on the talk that I gave in the Austrian. At the, the Conference for Austrian Economics in Vienna in 2019, it's got lots of updates. It's the, be- the book's better than it's ever been. So please go and grab one from Amazon. That would be great. Or oh, let me know if you want a signed one. Get in touch with me somehow, and we'll figure out how I can sign one and send it to you.
1: Somehow, that's as far as we're going to go with the contact information. You, you guys great. know how the internet works. <laughs> or ask yeah. me. Uh, I'm on
0: Facebook. Yeah, it's yeah, on to Facebook.
1: Find. I've never had a problem tracking it down. Anthony, thank you so much for coming on today and breaking down this issue for us. Keep up the great work, man. Keep on roaring.
0: Thanks for having me.
1: All right. And just like that, the snap of a finger, we're already in the bonus segment. That's how fast it happens. So we're going to dig right into wow. these questions. Let's great. see what we got. <laughs>
0: Let's see what, Let's see we've what we got.
1: got. All right, Dan Smots. He's starting off with a with a fun one. Do you find that vegan meats just lack that soul zing?
0: Um, they're getting a lot better, I would say. When I was vegetarian, there wasn't so much choice when it came to substitutes, but uh, now, like I've had corn chicken. And in inverted commas, chicken burgers that are nicer than any actual chicken burger that I've had. They're not so great at doing red meat, admittedly, but they're getting better at it. I like these Beyond Meat and Impossible burgers, but to be honest, I like a lot of fruit and I like salads and I like vegetables and I like I like all that um, living food, food that's still alive when you eat it, and um, not not processed food. I do like processed food, don't get me wrong, but it doesn't agree with me as much as the real stuff.
1: Gotcha. All right, Kale Lamertz. He's going. He's going right in on you here. Does he? Does he, being you, us know that? And I have no numbers here. Just his statement. Does he know that significantly more animals are killed in the harvesting of vegetables and grains than in meat production? Being a vegetarian or a vegan for ethical reasons is based simply on ignorance, he says.
0: That's uh, garbage. It's true that a lot of animals are killed in harvesting crops, but. You need ten times as much crops to feed up that animal before you kill it. So you'd be killing even even more animals, harvesting ten times the amount of grains and such and what have you to feed the cow before you oh, kill it. Oh, I see. Because if you're going to raise so, the
1: animal to eat it, you also have to feed it. Yeah, and also have yeah, to duh. More food.
0: So that's an absolutely silly um, self. Like, oh, I'm so clever. Ha ha. Got you. No offense, dude. <laughs> um, just think about it a little bit more. Secondly. It's not about perfection. Perfection exists only in the human mind. It's about reducing the amount of suffering. You might not be able to eliminate suffering. Suffering is intrinsic in life. So if you can reduce the amount of suffering, then that's a good step in the right direction.
1: All right. Here's our friend John Odermatt. He's had a very simple question that is not backed up in this point by anything all he asks is if you are anti-conservation i think the argument being that a lot of hunting is done even like i think the example that you brought up with the deer uh, to conserve the forest that is you know for conservation and you already kind of indicated that you had some you know no you know that you were kind of okay with that possibly so but you want to dig into that a little more just the idea yeah, of I, hunting being i feel like i went no, no
0: after you mentioned people eating the deer after hunting them, I felt a little bit like I'd gone, I'd maybe gone overboard on that point. But the, the thing is, no, um, those deer say, like, let's take the Scotland example. People should go, people should be allowed to hunt them, but they, that's not really how they call them. You know, it's politically incorrect to let people hunt them. Uh, oh. I don't love it. I don't love the idea. You know, how do of they call being,
1: them? They just round them up and mass slaughter them
0: uh i think they do it somehow professionally I, i'm not i'm not um i'm not aware of the details but yeah i mean but they don't just open
1: it up to hunting like they do in, in a lot of places in the united states they will open up a hunting in places where the populations get too, oh too big do and, they yeah
0: i've not I, i'm clearly not an expert on this issue i, I mean don't think i believe
1: that. that is even like i'm not 100 sure about when john hunts for elk but i know that that is it's it, it is at least what from my understanding it is somewhat a, a population control issue in certain areas where and they they limit the amount right, of okay. elk usually they give you a tag where you can have like one elk or two elk and you can't have more than that because they're not trying to diswipe out the population they're just trying to keep it low enough so it's not causing some sort of other issues i can't really speak to how true that is or not but I, I, that is i think a lot of the justification
0: okay well i mean People are going to do (laughs) what they're going to do. I think the kind of, are you anti-conservation seems like, again, an attempt at a gotcha question. What I would say is, put it this way, in a world where more people were at the stage where they were, sorry to use the term, but enlightened enough to not want to cause suffering, to make the sacrifice of not eating meat, um, even though they they think they might like it, because they care enough, about animals, you can bet your ass they care enough to conserve natu- the natural world. So I don't think the two goals are exclusive. Gotcha.
1: Okay. Moving on to Austin Broderson. He starts off by saying, I don't know how extreme this dude is. <laughs> Always a good well, way to start things off. But I assume he is a vegetarian because of animal animal rights and following the NAP, which I think from our conversation is only maybe only partially true. Um, I think that's an aspect of it. But I think the suffering and all of that is, is not necessarily, well, I guess it's all sort of tied into the NAP in a sense. Um, but he says, I'll, I'll ask questions based off that. That's just his sort of statement before he asks. And his first question, he says, do animal rights apply to all animals equally? Or only the ones we commonly eat and pet.
0: I would say, uh, first of all, I'm not really sure about the, the term animal rights. I'm just mm-hmm. talking about reducing suffering. I've not really used the word rights in our okay. conversation. Fair but enough. if we're going to use that language, i, I talked about ethical consideration. You, it, you're going to have to put it on a sliding scale. Like I care, I care more about you than a chicken. I care more about you than ten cows. Like I, I'd, I'd sooner oh, see thanks. ten, I, yeah, I'd sooner see ten cows or a hundred cows, maybe even a million cows slaughtered than you. Okay, but then the cow is going to be more important than um, a jellyfish or something like that. Like I don't even know if jellyfish have central nervous systems, so maybe, maybe they, maybe there's nothing that it is like to be a jellyfish. In which case. It deserves no ethical consideration, whatever, and you can fry it up, no problem. Um, the qu- I'd say the more sophisticated the consciousness is, like we should care more about chimpanzees than um, less sophisticated animals, but that doesn't mean that you don't have to care about less sophisticated animals.
1: Right. In, in the I, same- think that's
0: I think that's sensible. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah. and yeah, in, in the same... Realm, he asks. So, you know, what are ways to solve problems with pests like bees or hornets without harming them? And I, I'm just going to jump the gun and say you would probably say that. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I think you might not have an uh, an ethical issue with that. If there's like a beehive yeah. in your house and they're going to harm you, that it's okay to take care of that in, in some way.
0: Yeah, yeah, that is, and I, I, yeah, I, I, that's my view. I mean, some people might have a more extreme view and try and find a vegan way of solving the problem. And like, good luck to them. I think that's pretty extreme. But if they're willing to put their principles into, I mean, uh, maybe somebody effect, might decide I can just save the beehive that. and
1: I can move it somewhere it, else. And you know.
0: yeah, so, so it's, I'm sure, I'm sure that there are animal exterminators that are there for people that, that have those kinds of views. I think I've heard of them before. I personally think that's a bit, you know, as I said, this is not about perfection. The thing is, I should have said this in the main body of our show, but libertarians really like. Precise answers like this is the cutoff point. But you have to, but but should accept that there's several issues where we don't have precise answers on. Like, what should be the correct age of consent? How long should someone be punished for a certain criminal act? If your leg cuts off, how much should the insurance pay out? And 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 people ask sometimes when we make libertarian arguments for criminal justice uh, for restorative justice and um, someone will say uh, someone murdered someone and you say well you can't put a value on a life how, are, how much are you how, how much are you going to make them work to pay back the family like that's ridiculous mm-hmm. but the fact is we put a value on a life all the time people buy life insurance so these so just because there isn't a straight answer an objective answer doesn't mean and something's on a sliding scale like the age of consent or the age that someone should be able to buy a beer doesn't mean that it's completely arbitrary. It can still be objective and true, but there there might be a sense of, of, just, of judgment involved.
1: All right. Uh, Austin's got another kind of silly one here, but we'll ask it because he pays us money. So that's what we do. If I die in my house, my cat will eat me. Can I return the favor? <laughs> I guess if the cat, if, died, if his cat dies, it, he can, can he eat it? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I don't have I don't have any problem. With I don't that. think
1: I'd want to eat my pet that died, but you know, I guess if, if it's yeah. your thing. It's
0: no, okay. I, no. If it, if it's dead already, it's not really an ethical issue. You're not kind of inflicting. Right any unnecessary suffering but if it died of
1: cat aids i would not recommend eating it that's just no me.
0: i wouldn't recommend that.
1: and then uh, let's nasty. see this is a silly question uh cats or dogs mike barnick cats or dogs which would you eat first the only other option is death so i guess you're on an island you have a dead cat and or maybe they're not dead either way mm. uh but you gotta that's eat one That's
0: a hard question that is a hard one uh for some reason i'm I leaning think towards I know my answer but what's your answer
1: well i just love dogs so much so i guess cats but that's not there's yeah, no there's uh... no rationale behind it outside of that <sighs> I'm
0: leaning towards eating the cat and I don't, and it's not because I prefer dogs to cats. I like cats and dogs pretty much equally in different ways. I used to be more of a cat. No, I'm probably more of a cat person, but I still prefer to eat the cat because there's, to me, there's just something weirder about eating a dog. I don't know why. It also depends what kind of dog. If it's a chihuahua, then what's the fucking point? (laughs) Uh, It needs to be a pretty... Like a big lion dog.
1: might be, might be, might have enough meat to to justify it. I'd
0: sooner eat a lion than a cat or a dog. No Fair offense, enough. Claire.
1: No, no, none taken. (laughs) Wes Giuliano wants to know, for those who refuse to go vegetarian or meatless, is it entirely bad? I think we can predict your answer based on our previous conversation, but is it entirely bad to switch to hunting to feed yourself or your family? I am quite new to hunting, but what got me into it was seeing how massive farms treat animals, in in my case, pigs, and wanting to get my meat elsewhere. Killing an adult animal in the wild quick...
0: What's that? No, good for you for taking a step in the right direction.
1: And he says, killing an adult animal in the wild quickly and cleanly, as opposed to letting it get torn to shreds by, say, a mountain lion, feels like a huge step in the right direction for me, but my vegan friends object on, to hunting on principle. Is there room for subsistence hunting, especially in overpopulated uh, areas with invasive species like feral hogs and the animal rights movement? And I don't think you're even coming this from the animal rights movement, like, like I said before, but.
0: Well. Man. Search your own conscience. It sounds like you've found something that works for you for now.
1: But I think you would probably agree that maybe, what he's talking about is maybe more ethical on. than factory farming.
0: Sure. Yeah, but I mean, that's like, it's more ethical than Hitler. I'm teasing, I'm teasing. But like, look, he's taken a step in the right direction, obviously searching his conscience for whether he personally is okay with this. And maybe in a year or two, Maybe he'll do that for a year or two. And then maybe decide, finally he'll decide he doesn't want to eat animals at all.
1: What about that idea of just um, comparing it to, all right, if this animal stays in the wild where it has predators, is it a worse death when the mountain lion rips it to shreds in a painful well, way as opposed to getting killed and instantly instantly dead? Uh, the
0: animals kill, kill animals in very different ways for us. I mean, those lions usually get the pretty weak animals, the old animals, et cetera, um, they're they're going for they they're most likely to catch the old and sick uh, and infirm animals. That is part of the eugenics of nature, where it keeps the gazelles strong and fit and healthy. And uh, humans don't do that. Humans will go and kill healthy specimens mm-hmm. when they hunt. Uh, very often, they're, they they might kill the healthiest one, because they think it's going to be the tastiest. They don't want to go and kill the old or sick elk. So I think that um, it's a very, very different process. Also, I think that nature is kind of corrected for this thing. Like when a, um, a lion bites a gazelle's neck, basically the, the, the gazelle goes limp and plays dead and it has its brain releases all sorts of chemicals to numb it out so that it doesn't have a painful death whereas when you you know when you shoot an animal it doesn't really have the time to put those processes into so you might argue
1: it could be a worse you might even argue the original point that it could actually be a worse death to be shot
0: then it's it probably it probably is. I don't know enough about it, but I think it probably is. All right.
1: Uh Wes has another question that kind of plays on stuff we've mentioned before. He says do animal rights activists have a hierarchy of which animals deserve rights above others? I can definitely understand each individual animal's right to exist, but in term in determining victim status, some animals feel fear, feel fear more than others. Most animals feel pain more than others. Some animals don't respond at all to either. So how do animal rights activists or um, I don't know if you, you know like identify like that per se necessarily, but uh, how, maybe I'll just say, how would you, how would you reconcile the obvious horror at seeing an animal with quote unquote personality, like a dog be, be denied cuddles <laughs> while something like a bird gets hit Aww. by a car and nobody cares?
0: Oh, why is the dog being denied cuddles? <laughs> yeah, why
1: cuddles? aren't you cuddling the dog, Wes? Come on, you out.
0: <laughs> I think that I already answered this question because yeah, we just so. talked about how these things are on a continuum yeah. and that, and the fact that it's on a continuum doesn't invalidate it.
1: Right. It doesn't invalidate the concern, but yeah, it's, it's, it's really just a matter of, uh, in many ways, just how we individually view these different animals. I think, uh, so he's finishes up one more from West and it's kind of an, another silly one, but we'll have fun with the silly one. You're stranded on an Island with a horse, a pig, and a house cat. You start to starve. Which animal do you eat? And in what order? And do you feed any mm. of the other animals with that meat? That's an interesting twist to it.
0: <laughs> well, the only the house cat eats meat. Do pigs eat meat? Maybe the, uh, I, think I have, eat have anything. no idea. I have to say I'm probably killing the horse first, and people get shocked at killing horses. Uh But I have a soft spot for pigs, and obviously I'm a cat person. So I think the the horse would have to go first, and it would last longer.
1: So then my next question is when when you finish the horse? Well, two questions actually. First, are you going to feed any of that horse to the cat to keep the cat alive? Nah, fuck the cat. All right, so the cat's probably going to die. Well, you might be able to find some stuff on the island to eat. Who knows? Uh, once the horse is done and you're all you're all full from the horse, are you eating the pig?
0: Piggy's got to go, man. They all got to go eventually gotta go right? if, if
1: it's what you need to they do, do. So to survive. They do. All right. So you're not opposed to eating, eating all these guys if you have to.
0: Well, if push comes to shove, Mark. It's a lifeboat scenario. In right. a lifeboat scenario, you do whatever you've got to do. All right. Well, I'm they- sorry. I'm sorry that not everyone gets these questions. These were some of the most fun. We should have yeah, just started. We should have just started with listener questions.
1: Well, it's a good reason to um, I'll just plug how fun they are and then uh, we'll maybe more people will give us money.
0: Yeah, you can you can take that extract of me saying that and put it at the end. There you so go. Maybe I might just do dimension. that actually.
1: I might just do just that. All right, well, Anthony, I appreciate cool. you hanging around. Uh, I think it was it's it's always fun to dive into topics that I don't normally Thanks. cover, uh, and I think uh, you know when it came up, I thought this is the man to, to tackle this one. So I really do appreciate you providing your perspective on this, and from taking all these questions from uh, my meat-eating pride members. <laughs>
0: I appreciate you inviting me on and thank you everyone to give me free reign to be a preachy vegetarian asshole.
1: (laughs) Oh, I don't think anybody thinks you're an asshole out there. Maybe. We'll see. I'll tell you after the show.
0: (laughs) Okay. Thanks Thanks, a lot. I
1: appreciate it, man. Have a a great one.
0: You too.